Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Indie Football Podcast where now it is a very exciting time of the year because the Champions League fixtures are here everyone's campering around and seeing which teams playing which team at what background at whose home ground i mean and what not all the details are being scribbled and different things are been going on hello anukash how do you see I mean, just generally first, I'd not hurry on into the topic because I assume not everyone is as excited as I am for 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 this. But that does not apply for you. But generally, how's life going? How are you? Well, I am doing great. Uh, internship has started for me, but more than that, there's something going since like my childhood, and that is Liverpool. That is the Champions League. <laughs> no, no, that is Liverpool. You. That's the moment of truth over there. <laughs> but then, see, that's how the brain works, isn't it? Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I'm super excited about the Champions League. Also, I love how the uh, pod, the indie football podcast, has become a weekly thingy, and uh, it is something that has become really that is you know something that is really close to my heart. And I'm so excited to be on yet another episode with you and to talk about the uh, UCL fixtures uh, the upcoming week. Also talk about the greatness of the competition and how much it has contributed to lives of football fans all over the world. Yes, I mean it's a great, great way of how you concluded. Or I mean, contributed to not only the football fans, the players, but for everyone who are who is even remotely associated to the okay. sport. So, uh, Anukash, from one football fan to another. to someone who is just coming into the scene just seeing okay football is this football is that who probably follow football from here on uh, what would do you tell them i mean why is there so much of an excitement and buzz every time a champions league is played uh, well the thing is as it is all around the world uh, people love representing things may it be at a state level may it be at a city level may it be at a country level now in football what happens is that clubs are obsessed in uh, doing well in their domestic leagues may it be england may it be spain or may it be france like every club is fighting for the owners every club is wanting to be the best in their country and what comes out of in competitions everyone wants to be the best team in the continent face it the amount of money being invested in europe on football is more than is way more than any other continent and that really sums it up more than the money it's the whole fanfare in fact a lot of people say that the champions league is bigger than the club world cup or even some say do arguably that it's bigger than the international world cup in general that is because it's the whole fanfare it's the whole feeling of a club being able to be the best in the continent and being able to create a name for it and all its players Yes I mean I feel that's beautifully said because as you started off by saying people like to represent things I feel as fans it gives them a sense of belongingness it gives them a sense of you know every time my favorite team plays or liverpool plays in your your case there is we are deeply attached to it and the bigger the competition is the higher the stakes rise and I guess that's why so many football fans around the world globally are so invested in in this. I mean, uh, yeah. just to yes. Actually, I was meaning to ask you that now that you have put it so well. Uh, what do you think actually makes the fans say is in somewhere around the subcontinent stay up at nights? You know, uh, uh, staying up uh, to watch matches very late in the night because uh, ideally they are. 
by obstructing their whole work life schedule but what do you think is so much about the competition that people are willing to sacrifice their sleep cycles just to support their team what do you think from a fans perspective yes i mean i'll i'll answer this in in giving real life examples that i have experienced okay so it's it's an incident of when i was in class 12 i was in my school bus actually i was in class 11 and with my seniors who just sat behind me like uh, one seat behind me and i was just listening to their general conversations around the ucl match being happening that time against this and they they this team let me remind you at that time i used to not follow football okay but okay. for anyone to just hear that conversation between those two seniors i mean the way they were so exciting and they broke down every single player scenario situation into a deep written detail and everything so i guess and i remember very clearly it was a champions league match because they mentioned it probably more than anything else that they <laughs> more than anything else they mentioned in the entire episode so that is what i feel it means to the when they said like i have my pre board or i have my this but if my favorite team wins i'm going to come to your house at 2 am and you know pull and do this and do that and, uh, <laughs> and the that is great yeah i mean i just people who are it's i'm and i'm not even going too much into the technical details into you know when a messi meets a ronaldo in a Uh, which probably they won't in this CC season. It's not about the players. I'm speaking. Of course, I mean the bigger the occasion, the better it calls for a player skill set to come and perform because there are so many people there. And secondly, that I'd also want to mention was I guess in the uh, season before the last one when PSG made it to the UCL finals. So I, I like I was watching that game at home. It was around two thirty in in the night. and anukarsh sir i i hope you remember there was that game where psg scored twice at the dying stages and everyone like like that went mad yeah. yeah i mean i forget the opposition team's name but just at that time it was my sister who is as much as i love sports she abhors it so we are in two complete opposite <laughs> ends of that spectrum That's so she just I don't know what's the deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ha! Huh, I mean, to stick to that story for a while is that she came and she probably wanted to take a glass of water or something, and she just passed to the TV and saw each of the PSG members in the dugout just jumping around, exciting so much. So she just sat around for for, for a while and she just asked, "What just happened? What happened to people over there?" So. <laughs> <laughs> we speak about the fans but even the players participating or there are so much into this i mean i don't think it will that that would be the case if psg had played any other game what do you say Actually, the thing is that football fans in this country they discuss football like uncles in this country they discuss politics <laughs> it's like that. yes <laughs> the passion is there and sometimes you may not be that much about that topic but you will put up a fight for your team you Put up a fight for what you're supporting, and it's it's like it's something that you need to watch. It's it's for such a nice conversation, and I would say that football is something that unites so many people, like more than the UCL football sport. It, I I mean what I mean to say is that sport in general unites so many people on so many levels, and it's beautiful yeah. to watch. It just shows how the world is global today, Jaitam. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you say about uh, football, about the UCL being one of the. I, in my personal opinion, I feel the Champions League is the epitome of all other tournaments where clubs and franchises are involved. Because see, every time, yeah, I mean, every time a league like suppose it's a Premier League or a La Liga or a Bundesliga or a League One that the uh, PSG participate in, every time suppose a team wins, what's the next focus? It's the top four. I mean, who gets through? And currently, as things stand, as of now, I'm more interested in who is stands in five, six, seven in the uh, in the Premier League table than who is suppose Man City leading out. So I mean, from a, a league perspective of teams, you know, making their best to graduate to the Champions League. How do you see the importance of Champions League and how it drives coaches or teams into you know a, probably a better performance for them well uh, first of all uh, with all due respect to the question first of all i would like to point out uh, that manchester uh, city reference really did hurt me as a liverpool fan <laughs> because i know how <laughs> they are well in the league <laughs> but yeah coming on to your question uh, well really well put actually the thing is with uh, the champions league as you rightly pointed out it's more than just the sport it's actually it's more of an achievement for clubs and players and also uh, the, the thing is that the champions league winners every season they win up to 82 million pounds as a as award money and yeah. uh, clubs with, with owners not every club has the richest of owners right so yes. uh, a lot of owners all over the world they follow up see of as much money as the club earns they put that money one put anything from their pocket so that oh. actually gives a lot of an advantage of being able to go out and spend and uh, you know fight with the big guns. Because what happens is uh, that a lot of players in the market say the likes of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, or maybe some as we discussed in uh, some previous podcasts, they are players who actually go for a lot of money when they are under contract at a club. Also, for clubs to be able to compete in the transfer, if a club isn't able to win the league, the next big objective for them is to get into the top four or whatever position or whatever number of teams that qualify from that particular nation. It kind of gives them a competition for the places. And uh, the thing is that uh, more than that, the clubs not only represent themselves, they also represent their countries. What happens yeah. is that, uh, uh, like, suppose, uh, team, there are four teams from England who are not able to perform well over a five-year period. So it might happen that uh, uh, they might lose one of their places and say France has uh, had teams doing very well. They might have one more extra place. Uh, oh. for uh, Alright, interesting. Champions League. So they not only represent themselves, but they also represent their countries. So, it's not only just uh, about the uh, representing the club, it's also about bringing pride to the country. And that's why I think UCL just has that extra uh, lucrative sort of an affair as compared to the domestic leagues. And, uh, of course, like, uh, for, uh, I would also like to take the liberty to extend about uh, talking about the players. That yeah. is, uh, the players who do well in UCL, let's just say a few years back, Erling Haaland. He's one of the best players on this planet right now. He's playing. Yes. He's playing and he's very young. Player. He's hardly 21, 22. Exactly, man. He's playing his uh, Dortmund, doing so well. A few years back, he was just a, a good goal scorer in the Australian in the Australian Super League. Some oh. league, a league which not many of not, not many of us 
actually bought who did well at the champions league level he got noticed by clubs all over the world and then they were just to get his signature and it's like uh, uh, they me from uh, rb's salzburg uh, i remember you telling me about facts and dhaka that day when we were yes, discussing yes 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 <laughs> exactly uh, he was a moment who did uh, you know relatively well in the champions league and got noticed for his exploits so yeah well that's uh, how you know that's how the players and the teams and stories all over the world and i think just i just think that the two legged concept of the knockout stages is the biggest yeah, in the world and i mean that's educative sure. and informative on so many levels i mean thank you very much anukar sir and just <laughs> i mean i i apologize to cut you through but you know i was just like one hour ago i i i was speaking to my father at the dinner table and i you know i i keep him remotely interested in sport because he he i mean he's probably reached his threshold of me saying speaking about cricket all the time so we have a equal interest on football right now i keep updating him on all the important matches going on so hi so he did ask me this question on you know what what happens if a, if a ucl knockout fixture one of the legs ends up on a draw and i explained him about the home goal rule away goal rule so yes it's very interesting all these yeah, things and all the season has been saved off from this season because of a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, the uh, officials are facing a lot of fire over it for the number of years so it has been saved off from this season oh wow i mean great i i did not know that so i mean since we have already entered into this season we have got a mouth watering set of fixtures where i mean so many big teams big names performing over the last over the next one or two weeks so i mean i'm sure you have gone through the fixtures anukar sir i mean does any fixture other than the liverpool inter match interest <laughs> <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah actually uh, now that you ended out Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, now that you actually pointed out, I'd like to talk about the one between PSG and Real. Okay. And, uh, the reason I'd like to do that is because it is a clash of two clubs who are they trying to do even the Champions uh, League level for different reasons. PSG for a club which has spent a lot of money. as some might argue oil money but sarkar uh, so has actually spent a lot of money over the last few years on players such as neymar mbappe you name it they have bought everything on this yes they haven't been able to win the champions league and for the a club which uh, had been going which i had actually gone on a roller coaster ride with zinedine zidane a few years back when they had i think one two or three uh, successive champions league titles they have sort of fallen off the grid when it comes to european competitions in the last few seasons but uh, now with uh, the form of vinicius junior karim benzema the veteran doing so well they are finally starting to you know create uh, that around themselves uh, around the name of the real madrid which actually used to uh and it still does attract a lot of the best players around the world just by the name of it so yeah that yes. makes sure yeah i mean uh, it's uh, not 
noteworthy that you mentioned players like uh, Benzema because recently in the in the La Liga game that Real played a couple of days ago against Villarreal, they ended up on a the that game ended up on a draw and Real's form. It is slightly topsy-turvy. They have lost the game. The Villarreal draw has have happened as the most recent match that they play going into this huge PSG encounter. On the other hand, PSG is doing pretty well, but uh, I mean, not many people rate their domestic league as highly as, as yeah, uh, supposedly when you compare to Premier League. Yeah, understandable because the amount of money that they spend as compared to the rivals is a lot more. So that's pretty understandable. Yeah, I mean, I just before signing off, I feel. Uh, do you do you have anything to say about the Atletico Madrid versus Man United fixture? Because I feel, uh, as you said, they are similar and Madrid on you know how they are going to progress through this and Madrid and United they have they are having some problems of of their own recently. Uh, well, uh, I have been uh, discussing a lot of Manchester United matches lately. Uh, chat and uh, as we as we have seen Manchester United hasn't really looked as good as they of course had looked uh, under Sir Alice Ferguson and yeah. uh, but then so is Atletico and yeah so I feel that's that's a really fitting uh, preview to what lies ahead and also uh, you know small introduction to what the Champions League means to the fans, to entire football fraternity, the members, anyone who is even involved to it at whatever capacity it is. I mean, that's it from our this week's podcast. Uh, we are gonna, I mean, we promise you to bring this weekly, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next fortnight or or so, which I'm sure so is my partner over here because it's gonna be. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be enthralling, and yes, we'll bring it all to you over here in this platform. You can also forward to it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You can follow us on our Instagram handle, the Indie Football Podcast, on our Twitter handle, the Indie Football Podcast. Again, where we are, where we try to be active over there. We put up tweets here and there. So yes, uh, the more you follow us over there, the more you make ourselves uh, make your. <laughs>